taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> My name is Richardson. I'm a software developer and YouTuber. And I'm Sayla, an actress and production designer. And you're listening to 5050 Tech Flicks with Sayla and Richie. I think we both were really touched by this show. It was like such a great TV show to watch, so inspiring. Actually, the main character became an inspiration for me now. Like, it's just amazing. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. We actually watched it during the week, maybe two weeks ago, and we were watching it in the evenings. And it's not actually that long. It's just one season. So it's like about how many episodes was it? I think about 10. It was so good like i wasn't expecting it we were just like okay let's watch this kind of comedy let's check it out we were in the mood for something light it was like more than amazing every time i watched it i felt so good it left me with total feel-good vibe had really good morals it kind of brought back amazing childhood memories of mighty ducks or cool runnings like those kind of movies where there's sports and feel good everyone grows as a person and it's funny because it's a sport tv show mixed with comedy at the beginning you don't really know what's the team but then as the show evolve you get more and more involved with the team and you find yourself cheering for everyone in the show to, to win or to become better it's just it's so great then there's like all these like cute repeat jokes from like the our childhood classics but like i loved it i think i kind of need to explain to our audience what the show is about ted lasso is an american football coach he's hired to coach a premier league soccer team in london despite having no relevant soccer experience so he comes from being a college coach in a football team in the u.s and he's asked to coach a football team in England, which is technically a soccer team. I think just for ease of understanding, we're going to use soccer when we're referring to football in Europe instead of football, or it's going to get just very, very confusing. I'm down with that. <laughs> the men's and women in the Ted Lasso writer's room have written shows like Scrub, Saturday Night Live, Keys and Pills, Dear White People, Rick and Morty, and Crashing. And Jason Sudeikis, he was in Saturday Night Live, was in a couple of very famous movies such as The Millers, uh, Downsizing, and The Mandalorian. Yeah, he's a very talented actor. This is something new in television, at least from what I know. So it's like a combination of sitcom, being a fish out of water, sport, comedy, and drama all combined in one TV show. At first, it looks like it's not going to work. Like, I remember when I was seeing the trailer on Apple TV, I wasn't really attracted to the show. But because I've always been a fan of whatever Jason Sudeikis been doing, I thought, that, okay, maybe it's worth checking this out. I had no idea how much I would actually love this show. Yeah, because I remember when the evening we started watching it, you had told me, you're like, oh, there's this show. Like, Because we couldn't figure out what to watch. And I was like in the mood for something funny and like upbeat. And then he's like, well, we could watch this one. We're like, okay, let's try it out. And yeah, at first we're like, it's chuckle cheesy, right? And then you're like, okay, chuckle cheesy. <laughs> and then, but as you get into it, it just gets funnier and funnier. And his corny, dry sense of humor. And he's just so positive. Like he's like just a total off your rocket positive person. He's still grounded as well. Because like there's moments in the show that ground him as well. He has his own internal conflicts and pains and it makes him real so it's not just all shits and giggles and laughing and he's not just a goofball comedian he just genuinely wants to make the world a better place and it's it's wonderful to see one of the reasons why this show is so incredible is because there's a lot of lesson that you can actually learn from the show there's lesson of optimism actually relentless optimism because the character of ted lasso is just optimist no matter what the entire show was just like perfect for the current time we're in a pandemic 
and it's a feel-good show filled with a lot of optimism, a lot of empowerment, the idea of being a team player, and of confidence. Mm-hmm. That when you think of the character, Nathan was a kid man that didn't have a lot of confidence at the beginning of the show and ended up being a coach. That positive mindset, it can be applied everywhere. Because I know I referenced children's movies like Mighty Duck and Cool Runnings and stuff, but this is an adult show that same kind of beautiful morals and humor but like adult version the main character seems like a father figure i feel like a lot of people are going to identify with him as this is the kind of father i want to be for my kids yeah he's like a little hot dad the nerd dad nerd dad very nerdy dad with a lot of funny jokes there was even a time when he because he gets so into his character he was running out the door and he did a little skip and he hit his head on the doorway and he like completely fell to the ground like completely and there's no way that could have been planned it was just it was real yeah i was reading that what the writer's room of the show ended up doing is that they will write a big portion of the show but just leave some of the section blank for improv because jason sidek actually has a really strong improv background you know Mm -hmm. when you think of snl or what or what he was doing before that so there's a lot of improv in the show and actually that part when he hits his head was pure improv he actually truly hit his head character rebecca was concerned about it yeah but then they just felt that they had to let it play and then he just like nailed the scene and that was the, one of the funniest moments in the show like, yeah because he followed through like he literally hit the head and flopped to the ground and then he bounced right back up and then skipped out the door like in character and then apparently because i was like reading about it as well and he then had to see you know how like in film they actually shoot different angles so his turn was first and he they shot that his side and so after that injury he had blood dripping down his forehead and stuff but he had to he was so professional and he still showed up for the other actress the character rebecca and they did their scene in her side as they filmed her version and he still was totally in it and he was committed it was awesome to see yeah rebecca spoke very highly of him and appreciated that actor to actor the character would play rebecca walton that's the same lady that played the shame nun in game of thrones really yeah that's the same lady you know when they have that cult in game of thrones and there's this lady that is like a nun but she's really like a mean nun and yeah. she's really awful to Cersei. You remember that scene? I think I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I honestly, because I've never actually seen her, obviously, Game of Thrones character. And I didn't connect the two, but her acting was awesome. And it was so refreshing seeing a, a full on woman who is just so confident in herself. Like she was, you could tell she's taller and curvier and she, she was beautiful. I thought she was absolutely gorgeous. She did a great job. I just want to add it here that the person who play the character of Rebecca is actually Hannah Waddingham. Mm-hmm. Just to follow up with what Sila just say, um, funny thing about her character in the show is that she's technically supposed to be the villain, but you end up rooting for her throughout the entire show as well i loved it because her character was strong and came across bitchy but then she was very dynamic and showed like a soft side as well and the whole plot was revolved around a revenge thing she already was a good person but she only got a little bit angry and bitter because of her ex-husband and she i just loved her character it was great you just feel attached with all these personal issues that every single character have in the show and you end up just rooting for every single character to become a better person and i think that the character of, of jason sideki ted lasso is actually that centerpiece that helped everyone in the show becoming slowly and slowly a better person you're not only rooting for the main character but you're also rooting for the bad guy 
to to become a better person. Yeah, because she had this vulnerability to her and she was soft and beautiful under that barrier she created for herself. Because actually, the true villain who was always a freaking asshole the whole way through was Rupert Mannion, her husband. And that was played by the actor Anthony Heed. And he did an amazing job. I hated him. He was awful. Like he was like one of the, just a sour. No wonder she had to put up that thick wall to protect herself. I always say that whenever a character is so good that you hate him, he just did an incredible job. You know, just think about Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah. And that, and honestly, as an actor myself, if you can get there, villains are so fun to play because most people they don't want to go there because then they start judging themselves they feel guilty or like whatever but you just gotta let her rip and because in real life there is a villain and you need that contrast in stories right so when they kill it whoo it's awesome but he was an asshole and yeah <laughs> his character didn't have any roller coasters of change or like he didn't have any positive epiphanies he was there to be almost a pillar of negative energy so that way all these other characters could bounce off of it and change so i wanted to get into uh, the topic of kind of how they came up with the show in the first place first of all i was really surprised to see that apple tv plus actually decided to renew the show just a few days after the premiere they really believe in the success of the show even without waiting for the result of the show they just they were just so confident that the show will do well that they renew it for a second season and now it's already renewed for a third season what yeah the show originally came from a series of commercial for nbc because nbc sport acquired the broadcast right for the premier league which is the top soccer league in england so they got the broadcast for it before that i think fox sport and then espn had the right for it mm -hmm. but now they acquired it and extended it and they wanted to promote soccer in the u.s in the u.s like women's soccer is really popular but men's soccer is not as popular because everyone watched football. So they decided to hire Jason Sudeiki to actually help write a series of commercials to inspire people to watch the show. And it worked. The show only came about ah, way after the... So they did the commercials so first. So the commercials were created to inspire people to watch soccer in general. Yes, and, yeah. it, and it worked. And it actually was a success. And I think Apple TV saw the success of the commercial because the video were going viral on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And they decided to give it a chance and turn it into a show. Well, here's actually another little tidbit that I was reading. So Jason and his wife Olivia were actually having a little dinner together. And she was the one who was like, why don't you make this into a TV show? This would be a great TV show. And that's when his brain started spinning and he started creating and developing the character even more. And like from that, um, that's where the concept arose. And he, I guess he pitched it. Just like this lovable character that you see in the show right now. I think Olivia Wilde was beyond that idea as well. Okay, that's awesome. It's just so refreshing. There's a lot of junk out there. And like this one, honestly, I, I know, like you will only understand until you actually just watch it i was wondering this from an acting perspective what do you think of the show in general like what like what was your first impression when you watch it from the actor how they acted it and so on what, what would you say so initially when i first started watching it at first i was like oh okay so this is a vibe let's get into this it was like cheesy and corny but like fun to watch and animated then it it started to get more grounded and i as the viewer got really into it and the acting was awesome jason's so free he's he had this accent. He was just hopping around. He did those dances. He said he was actually inspired by Fresh Prince from, um, what's his name? Will Smith? Not Will Smith, but his uh, his little cousin. His Carlton. He, 
Carlton. Yes. Carlton's amazing. I love Carlton. But anyway, he, he just was so free and I love seeing that. And that's also from like his huge improv comedy background, right? I find that that was so interesting, his choice of character. The fact that the character is a Southerner from Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I think that was just perfect. For me, kind of symbolized like America in a way, like abroad. Yeah. The guy with the Kentucky strong accent in England. I thought that was just interesting that he chose to have that accent for that character specifically. Totally. I love that acting choice of his. He did an amazing job. At first, we were like, is that his real voice? And then we're like, no, 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 that's an accent. He killed it. He crushed it. Great, great, great work. This episode was brought to you by the share button. The easiest appreciation you can give without spending your money. The share button helps us reach more people and grow our audience. So if you know someone who might enjoy the podcast, Use the share button and share the caring effect. Every share helps. I just wanted to quickly read a line that Jason Sudeiki actually said about how he cast. He said that acting is less about the talking and more about the being. And a big part of being is listening. If you think acting is all about talking, then I can tell you right now, you're a shitty actor. I thought that was really interesting when he said that because it's true. Like sometimes if someone is acting and you can turn off the sound, if they don't look believable, then you don't even need to hear it. The the sound is just like you no know, added noise. Noise, way. it's white fuzz, yeah. I really like that. That's why they did such an incredible casting of the show. Apparently, they will first watch the audition tape with no sound, and then they will turn on the sound just to make sure you know that person was like the right guy, and then yeah, and then because that in that way it's really interesting because then they can see if the actor actually captures and is able to embody the essence of that character. It's like the body language, it's the language of body language. And I totally agree with his lines because in acting class, right away, basically from like the get go, you're taught to be in the moment at least i was and you learn that and you can understand that concept as a human but to actually get there is such a process and such a journey and like all of a sudden in two years in of training you'll reawaken the concept of being there in the moment and truly listening and and then you'll forget it again and then six years later it's like a huge epiphany again and you're like hokey doodle i get it now and you actually are able to apply it because the interesting thing about acting is you can understand the concept, but actually to make it real and to apply it and just do it and be it and just create this character and be a whole other person is such a process and such an art form. And I, I, I can't even explain. Like, it's just insane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes along the thing that you mentioned to me before about how acting has a lot to do about reacting. So like when you're doing a scene and you're listening to someone talk, you actually have to pay attention because if you want to make it believable, you have to listen to what the person is saying and, and even though your line I prepare you want to react yeah because every single time you you hear the lines you have to really listen as if you're hearing them for the first time and that's when it becomes real the growth of an actor like a lot of times there's a process where you have to go through with, with the nerves and everything like that and like just all these other thoughts in your head and you kind of start to glaze over some of the things like that like that basic essence the concept of truly listening to the other person and that's you always have to come back to it that's what's interesting about acting is you you come back to things you already figured out and it, it's like always evolving and maybe you come back to it with another thing and it's just you grow and grow from it i think uh jason sudeiki is like perfect for the role because uh if you turn off the sound and you look at his expression he's just like this teddy bear that is just lovable with that little smile 
but I don't think that anyone could have played that role. Yeah. I want to mention one of the quotes that he said in the show that really like touched me. It's when he said, you got so used to be one in a million that you forgot how it feels to be one of 11. Something along those lines. And I thought that was incredible. And every time he delivered a line in that show, I was like, oh my God, I have to write this down. You know, I, I hate rewatching TV shows. I know you know that. Yeah, Richie does not rewatch TV shows or movies for that matter. Right after we finished watching the show, you were like, I want to watch it again. Yeah, let's rewatch it. And I was like, sure, let's do it. And I, I wanted to do it. We didn't end up not doing it. Not because I didn't want to. It's just that, I mean, we just like binge watched the entire series in like, I think a day or two. So we just want to take a break. But like, I, I'm definitely would like to rewatch the show because i love a lot of the code that i mentioned in the show i like how they delivered i like the humor but when you think about it the show is not just comedy it actually i don't even remember myself laughing a lot it was more about how it made me feel yeah absolutely yeah yeah and if you're really listening you catch the jokes but it's not like based around these jokes they're kind of clever underlying jokes and you're like that was really funny. Like, or you're like, what? <laughs> there were like a funny joke where uh, in one of the scenes, he say, do you believe in ghosts? And, and then the answer is like, I do. But more importantly, I believe they need to believe in themselves. <laughs> so that was so deep. I was like, this is so good. Yeah, It's all these like little sentences that he says that have so much meaning, but they sound frou-frou on the top. But when you actually stop and listen and think about it, you're like, that was deep. Yeah. <laughs> Even or the one like, be a goldfish oh. as in like forgive and forget yeah i think that was a reference to being able to like move on from the problem that you have or the pain or the pain and because uh the goldfish have one of the shortest memory i think it's like five seconds so if you make a mistake it's telling you to live in the moment and move on be a goldfish just move on live in the moment i love that it's so good i know because so many people like they live in the future or they live in the past and like yeah a goldfish Lives in the present. <laughs> Lives in the present. <laughs> I think you have to read this line with your southern accent. So you will nail this one. Taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. I've been working on it, guys. So the trick with the southern accent or what a Georgian accent is to really use your mouth. It's like all like it's an exercise in the mouth you really stretch your jowls and your teeth and you yeah you just you just talk like that and it just comes out a little more i feel like a cowboy already a cowgirl i couldn't do the georgian accent i don't think it will work at all if i try to do it it's just so fun i want to do another character as a georgian accent yeah i don't think it will work for me so i'll, I'll just move on from that so we actually are making this podcast on Saturday, February 27. And tomorrow is the Golden Globe. And the show actually got two nominations for the Golden Globe and other nominations for SAG, the Screen Actor Guild. It's nominated in the category of Best Television Series for Musical or Comedy. And also in Best Performance by an Actor. And I want to make a bold statement right now. And I believe that tomorrow this show is going to win both categories. Like I'm pretty confident that it will win it because the show is just incredible. And I think that's already the most heartwarming tv shows of the year oh absolutely it is so heartwarming and it really struck a chord in me like i don't get that very often and that's when i know i really like something and i feel like if it's happening to me it's happening to everybody and i want i want anyone who hasn't seen this show they to go out go get apple plus even if it's just for a week subscription or whatever and watch this show i am rooting for them i hope they win tomorrow i'm excited to watch it and see the results how many seasons do you think they're gonna make with the show i actually was reading that they've already been in the loop for like pitch for two three seasons right well the season two already got approved you literally got approved like on the first episode yeah and then 
I think season three is approved as well. But I'm wondering, like, do you think they're going to keep going? Because I have my theory with that, but I'm just curious to see what you say. Okay, so I kind of liked it just as a package, like a one season package, you know? Then it's not like this long, drawn-out thing. But then, on the other hand, I am excited to see them all again. Yeah, because there's a few things that didn't happen that I'm curious will happen in the next season. Yeah, no spoilers. Here was what I was thinking. So in season one, they're in the Premier League, right? And in season two, they're going to be in the Champion League. I'm not going to spoil, but they're in the Champion League in season two. It already says that? Well... When you see how the show ends, you kind of know where it's going to go. And if, if I say why well, I know that, then I'm kind of like spoiling the whole show for everyone. Yeah, so we won't say any of that, Richardson Dackham, because I know you're a spoiler. <laughs> Sometimes he just like has to tell me a little bit of information that is going to break. I just, I just have to say. I know he just cannot. He just can't help himself. And it's so freaking annoying. But I'm still going to make my own prediction for for the next seasons. Because I think, so when you think about it, there are 37 football leagues in Europe. Like 37. You have League One in France. You have Serie A in Italy. You have Bundesliga in Germany. You have La Liga in Spain. Premier League in England, the one I would just watch. And you have the Champion League. When, you know, like when all those top clubs in Europe are all competing with one another. So I just think the show will be hilarious if it happened in each of those leagues. Like, I can see him being in, in Germany, doing the same type of comedy with the Bundesliga. I can see him being in, in, in La Liga in Spain, same type of comedy. And I guess there would just be a different tone, right? When you think about it, each leagues have, have their own, you know, the, the different way of playing. For example, the Bundesliga is known for being very violent. Since the concept of the show is about being a fish out of water, that can be applied in any of those leagues. So if the show does really well, then the sky is the limit. Like, they can literally make, like, 10 season if they wanted to of ted lasso like sprinkling his fairy dust all over the soccer fields of europe and the world and the universe yeah. yeah they might even end up making different type of show with the same concept if it does really well for them in different type of sports like the sky is the limit now with that and back to the basics again like it literally follows that feel-good recipe of like mighty ducks and like cool runnings and i've been waiting like i feel like for so long for like 20 years we've lost those kind of movies with that kind of essence that feel-good essence it's either the casting is just not right the story is not that good or it's like something we've heard before but this really was refreshing and it was like inspiring and it had the exact ingredients plus more of those special special like movies that that just i love that you just want to share with everyone you know right everyone you love like we're just saying as soon as we watched the show i was actually texting my parents like you have to watch Ted Lasso. It's so great. It's so good. But here's the funny thing. Apple TV has a couple of hidden gems. Like, I'm not a fan of some of the top shows, but I have to say we've watched already like a couple TV shows on Apple TV that were actually really great, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, or just good. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm talking about Serpent when I say just good. I still think it's a show about nothing, where nothing much happened, but like... The, the creepy baby one? Yeah, there's yeah. not much that's going on. You're just waiting for something to happen, but it's just going over and over again. But for some reason, you just want to watch what's going to happen. But And funny enough, the guy who made the show actually made a movie called The Happening, and that's like the, one of the worst movie I've watched my whole life. Like it was so terrible that half of the theater walked out and asked for the money back. What? That was that bad. I think movie theaters are required to reimburse you if you walk out and complain about if there was like an interruption or a weird noise or someone yeah, was. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and I was like, 
Oh, that's good to know. You don't want to like, you definitely want to wear a mask if you do it numerous times, but <laughs> it's a it's a good, you know, on a on a budget movie, on a budget tactic. Yeah, just leaving like right before the credit. It's like, yeah. hey, can I get my money back? Okay, let's let's be clear here. We're not encouraging people to rip off the theater. Okay, so that I shows know, a lot. I know, you, I know you're kidding, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, guys, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and I'll, we'll see you on the next one. Well, that was a quick way to end the show, wasn't it? Yeah. That was really quick. Just I just want to wrap it up, Richie. All right. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm tired of talking and my bum hurts, so <laughs> let's go. We hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I still I say, thank you guys for watching and... Have a wonderful day. See you on the next one. Bye. That was 5050 Techflix. If you have any questions or suggestions about the show, you can follow us on Twitter at 5050 Techflix. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Techflix squad.